0: Welcome to Inside Texas Football, powered by InsideTexas.com, the one and only. I'm Landon Holyfield. You may know me as the Lando Show. Some of you may have seen me behind the scenes on various other socials. Alongside, once again, none other, none other than Justin Wells, the man who needs no introduction. Justin, there is somebody that does need an introduction today, and we're here on behalf of the commitment in regards to Kobe Black. Want to let you? Uh, I'm gonna just the floor straight to you, man. Talk to us about this commitment. This is big. This one's big. This is the four-star out of Waco, Connolly, about six
1: foot two, two hundred pounds, really versatile uh, corner in college. He played some safety this last year, just because that's what they needed. At Connolly. he also played some running back and some wide receiver. He's the type of athlete you get on the field, and 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 that's what he's good at. You know, he played multiple sports from football, basketball, running track. It, this is a guy Texas needed to get, Landon. They, they they needed that corner on the other side they, they've done real good with santana wilson you know adrian wilson's son the former arizona cardinal uh, all pro his son is committed he's going to be on one side i think kobe black is a, is a really good fit on the other during the recruitment they sold him on look you see what ryan watts is doing yes that's who you're going to replace you see the impact you want to make an early impact right. that's the guy right. and so they were very straightforward from the start about where they that they wanted Kobe and and how much attention they gave to him. He became he became a priority and he Mm -hmm. has been a priority for for almost two years now. And he's this kid had over 30 offers. He's you know, he chose Texas over LSU, over Texas A&M, over Oregon, over Oklahoma State. Alabama was in the mix. Ohio State, he took an official visit to Ohio State. They were in the mix. But ultimately, it was the the big dogs, the the relationship with, with with Terry Joseph, Steve Sarkeesian and those guys, not to mention, Former high school teammates Jelani McDonald and Trey Weisner that are on the 40 acres right now, they were they assisted in it. And you have to give a hat tip to Colin Simmons, the bell cow of the 2024 cycle for the for the horns. Right. He's been in on this recruitment. He's been the five minutes after he went public this summer, he called Kobe to say, you're next. And they've been having those conversations ever since. And so Kobe Black finally becomes a horn. He'll be on campus before you blink. He's an early enrollee. He wants to get in early and make an impact. And this is a guy that Texas needed to get in this cycle.
0: That's big time. And, and I think it's important, too, to acknowledge, you know, at some depending on what site you're looking at, obviously on three to going to have the best listing, the most accurate one. But you talk about the physical traits, right? Early on, when he kind of first burst onto the scene, the six foot 190. I, I texted you behind the scenes. He looks and plays much bigger than that. And that's because you, as you have confirmed to me, you said you've seen him numerous times now across yeah. various different sports, right? But the, the body is, is, is already physically there to, yeah. to play corner at a high level at the at the D1, the power five, the SEC ranks of things. You said he's going about 6'2", 200 right now, which is a full size, legitimate, you know, NFL corner body. Right? Yeah, that's the prototype it seems like these days. Exactly. And then and then specifically referencing the the boundary corner position, kind of the prototype for where, what Ryan Watts has done so well for Texas as he transferred over from Ohio State. So a little bit of similarities there, too, with interest from those two schools. Uh, I think it's, it seems to be like a, a seamless transition for me. It just kind of – he can he can really envision what this coaching staff sees and expects out of him. Absolutely. Agree. Kobe has
1: kind of known what he's wanted for a while. He attended Texas-Alabama last year when, when the Horns hosted Alabama, and that was that morning kickoff. Remember, there was early kickoff. Oh, yeah. And he said that was the best atmosphere he had ever seen in a college football stadium. He said it, it literally made him want to run down on the field and start playing. And I think that's when the, the seed was planted. And Texas had been in the recruitment before, but I think that's really when that relationship started to grow and to take off. And when you've got guys in their in the class that are recruiting him, and, and like you said, he, he's a big kid. This mm-hmm. is a big kid. You know, I, what I loved about what he does in basketball, I asked him, you know, you know, what is it about basketball that you love because, you know, you're a football guy by nature. And right. he said, well, I work on playing defense because that helps me flip my hips. That helps me right. with my footwork. That helps me with my technique when I'm in football. And when I went to I've, – I've seen him play basketball five or six times. That's exactly what he does. He's a lot – You should see this guy slide at 6'2", 200 pounds. He plays defense, on-ball defense, pressure defense, and he uses that to make himself better. And and I'm a big basketball guy. If you can take an athlete in basketball and put them and populate them on on another field, another sport, a lot of times they're going to get along. And so with Kobe, I think that seed was planted at that Alabama game last year. I think the relationships with with Joseph and Sark and and the the, the current team and – The the proximity, you know, he had two older brothers that went and played college sports. His brother, oldest went and played basketball. His middle brother is a starting cornerback at at Oklahoma State, Corey Black. Those both left. Well, now mom and dad get to keep him closer to home. He's only about an hour, hour and a half from Austin. And I think proximity is also a big deal for them. And so ultimately,
0: there were so many reasons Kobe chose Texas. and, And it's just a really, like you said, a seamless fit. I want to talk a little bit more about that too. You mentioned the family history, right? That's a, a long list of athletes in that family, um, and then we're going to get to that in just one second. But let's go ahead and let's go ahead and pay the bills here real quick. We've we've got our sponsor. Thank you to Andre, the lawyer. This video is brought to you once again by Andre the Lawyer. They're a longtime inside Texas user. Um, Andre the Lawyer. They never take more than their clients. No win, no pay, and no upfront cost. Principal office is in Dallas, Texas. Representing injured Longhorns throughout Texas, every client gets a personalized text number so that they can contact Andre and his team anytime and have direct access to them all day and all night long. You can call 214-444-8808. Once again, that is 214-444-8808. Car wrecks, 18-wheeler accidents, slips and falls, on-the-job accidents, or wrongful death. Andre, the lawyer, gets you taken care of. But, Justin, back to, you know, kind of what we talked about, man. You and I had a great discussion already about this. I want to hear a little bit more and I think take the viewers inside, you know, peel back the curtain a little bit, right? The the story of of the recruitment and kind of how we got to this point to where we're at today. Yeah. um, Like most high four-star, five-star kids, um,
1: you know, every kid wants to be recruited until they're recruited. (laughs) And then it becomes – sometimes too much. It becomes overwhelming. I will say this about Kobe. Joe Joe Cook and I talked about it earlier on on our YouTube show. Um, He has stayed the same the entire time. I've seen kids change. you know, Really humble as sophomores, start getting a lot of big offers, and all of a sudden, the head's huge by the time they're a senior. That didn't happen with Kobe. Kobe stayed level the entire time. He never got anxious about it. I know some families, notably some moms, they, they get real nervous and they feel like, You know, is he making the right decision? Is my son going to the right space? And it trickles down to the kid. This this one was very easy. This this one, these these parents had handled that top before. I'll tell you one of the coolest parts about this recruitment was that I think Kobe knew where he was going to go six months ago. I think Kobe actually decided. He had it. He had it in his heart. (laughs) I think he knew. I I I think he knew. If you ask people around the program, if you ask people close to him, they'll say the exact same thing. They think he knew, but Kobe never ever wanted to decommit. Gotcha. So that's why he kept kind of he didn't ever push the date back a bunch like people are assuming. But each time I would go see him, he'd tell me, "I'm getting closer. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit closer. I think I'm about to do it. I'm getting." He just wanted to make sure. There are a lot of players that don't want to decommit. They hate right. that that absolute. They hate that idea of it. And so Kobe, you know, that's that's the biggest thing with Kobe, I think, was just keeping that level head, staying grounded, having two older brothers that went through the process, having a father that played college football at, at Kansas State with Michael Bishop in, 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 for underneath Bill Schneider and had that knowledge and experience people don't realize how valuable that is. It's very similar to Ryan Wingo, the St. Louis, Missouri wide receiver that's committed to Texas that enrolls in January. He had two older brothers that both play college sports that both played at the next level that, that stayed closer to home. Whereas he's leaving the the empty nest now. So it's a very similar thing. And Ryan handled it kind of the same way Kobe has Um, it at the end of the day. I think Texas A&M had a little push. I think he had a good relationship with some of their staff. But ultimately, he wasn't going to play for Jimbo Fisher. And I, I, I don't even know if Mike Elkos had any contact with him whatsoever. Right. Uh, and that's the funny thing. You know, This is one of those recruitments where you could say, well, man, he was really close with Oregon. Or he was really close with Oklahoma State or, or, or with LSU. But he really wasn't. He canceled every visit this fall. He was supposed to see Oregon. He didn't go. He was supposed to see LSU. He didn't go. He was supposed to see Texas A and M. He didn't go. And that's why I think this decision was made in the summertime. I talked to his mother a couple weeks. Right here in his heart. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to his mother a couple weeks ago, and she said, "I said, you know, are you finally, you know, you ready to get this get this over with?" She said, "I think we should have done this in the summer." (laughs) It's It's a stressful process, right? incredibly yes your phone melts man they it's constant it's not just coaches it's friends it's family it's recruiting writers it's the media it it's it's a it's a little bit of everything your
0: trainer everyone gets involved outside influence and you got you got you know various people from all different situations in your life that you come into contact with that are that are pulling you in different directions and so it's like this internal tug of war that you're having to wager on yourself and it can be tough at times. You know, you're, you're a 17, 18 year old kid in high school. That's a lot. That's a lot of pressure to handle. Like, I'm making a decision that's ultimately going to not only impact myself for the future, but potentially my family, as my entire family as well. But there's general, general, generational wealth on the line, in, in a lot of these circumstances here. These kids have a chance to to go and do something special. And so, there's no doubt. I mean, I can completely understand and. and and honestly, just my personal experience, it, it's, I resonate well with that, you know, making those tough types of decisions. You've gone through some easy. of that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, man. So that's, that's, that's great insight there. And then another thing, too, I just kind of wanted to apply some extra context to what you're talking about with having family members who have been through, like, walked through that lo- that fire before, uh, and having an older brother or a father that's been there. It's like, there's, there's countless examples of this across professional sports, even today, but like you see the, the little brother, why is it that he is always, usually the best one? It's because his whole life he's playing catch up, trying to be like big bro, right? And he's so, learning from the mistakes that big bro made. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's just another classic example here for Kobe, but seems to be like, like you're talking about a, a mature kid who's kind of known where he wants to be. And now they get to check this box and make it official. I think it's a beautiful marriage for for both sides there, uh, family included. So uh, this, is, this is a big one. Um, let me see here, make sure we're, we're getting getting everything. Do you want to talk about the eval a little bit, just like the, what you're seeing, the traits, the just from watching his film and seeing him in person so many times? Like, talk about the athlete. Like, who, who is Texas getting? Um, we've already kind of touched on the Ryan Watts, you know, the correlation there a little bit. But just right. if you have any any other notes that you think are, are important here. The thing I think with, big with Kobe is that early playing time. He okay. wants to get on the field and he wants to play
1: early. Tech, you know what Texas did this year? They played a lot of freshmen. They got guys on the field. <laughs> yes, they played yeah. a lot of freshmen. And that, to me, is as big a sale sell, as selling the program in yourself. If SART can just say, you know what, point to the field. Mm-hmm. Look at Manny Muhammad. Look at Anthony Hill. James Look Trump. at Derrick Williams. Yep. That's three freshmen, true freshmen, that were among the top six in the Big 12. It starts by a freshman in 2023. Yep. So if you need any – you can – Coaches can sell all day. They can preach, preach, talk. You know, promise the, everything. Mm-hmm. But if you can point to the field and go, "If you want to play early, do what they did." You know, Anthony Hill got the got the uh, spring get, got the spring ball early. Mm-hmm. Manny Muhammad got the spring ball early. C.J. Baxter got the spring ball early, and you got to see how that translates. Right. Sark is not going to play the best senior. Sark is going to play the best player. It's a true meritocracy with this coach. Absolutely. I I remember learning that word from Tony Romo. Yeah. I remember when he, when he talked about it in one of his interviews and Mm -hmm. that should be put on a poster in every locker room in the country. That's That's, exactly how Sark operates. Remember, this is a guy that came from the NFL. He obviously had played at BYU, had all the success with USC when he was assistant coach, but he's also starting to run things kind of like an NFL roster. You churn the bottom of it. Using the portal, and you, you you find guys that can play immediately that can make an impact, like a Derrick Williams. You're talking about a kid that that's grew up in Jurassic Park. Like that dude is he tracks and smacks. <laughs> he'll yeah. he'll start every game he's healthy for the rest of his Texas career. As simple as that. And so with with Kobe, it's can I get on the field early? And it's not talk. They mm-hmm. have opportunities, and I and I think I really do. I mentioned Watts before, but the fact that when they brought him and his father in. I believe it was on an unofficial in late July and they brought up the they brought in the, the video and they started going over stuff. Kobe, this is what you do. Well, Kobe, this is something you want to work on. It wasn't all nice and sweet. Sometimes it's hey, you took you took too many steps on this or you took the wrong angle on this. He was learning not just what he would do. He was learning how to get better. I think that unofficial visit with him and his father may have been the clincher in this recruitment just because of how personal they got and how detailed oriented they got. And at the end of the day, I think we've learned Steve Sarkeesian is a really good recruiter. Oh. He plays the long game. Yes. He doesn't pressure. He doesn't push. You're, you might miss a few guys with that, with that mentality, with that mindset, but then you're also going to gain a bunch. That's how you gain an Archman. That's how you gain a Colin Simmons. You, you push the right buttons at the right time. And I
0: think Sark and this and staff was just dialed in on Kobe Black from day one. I love it. And I, and I think that's also a testament to you and I both know <clears throat> when you're recruiting guys, a lot of times, even as spectators, like and I, I grew up like this way. I was I was evaluating the charts and looking, you know, just tallying stars. Right. We, I was star searching. In terms of the recruiting process. And that's obviously the case when you you're at you're at a place like Texas, you you, you're granted you're afforded that that position to be able to to be selective. Right. But in in the, the case with this coaching staff specifically, there's there's a very clear emphasis, I would say, on character. Right. The guys that fit the culture. So they're, they're selected no not only in evaluating physical traits, but also what you got right here as well is very important to this staff. And, and that once again, it just goes and speaks to, I think, the maturity uh, that, that we're that we're seeing right now from from Kobe. It's just a kid that's ready, not only physically, but mentally, like he, he knows what's at stake here and there's a chance for some early PT. And it seems like he's he's potentially earned that. Right. Um,
1: he's close to home. He's got familiarity with his family, with, with friends. You know, Trey, let me tell you something. Trey Wisner, Jelani McDonald, and Kobe Black on the same basketball court were That's crazy. Really, really good. Like I don't think people understand Jelani McDonald might be a better basketball player than he is a football player. That kid mm-hmm. is phenomenal. And so he has some familiarity there. He has some of his old boys that are there. And they're yes, like, he's built friendships ball. with, with Simmons, yeah. with Parker Livingstone, with Trey Owens, with some of these other guys in this class because these recruits recruit each other. A lot of times they're not going to believe what the coach or the parent is. They're going to listen to the player. They're going to listen to the prospect. Right. And I think Kobe kind of betted that. And, 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 which you know, to kind of double down on what you said, there's a reason Sark has been so judicious with the portal. There's yep. a lot of guys they could have taken. Oh. A lot of guys. But are they culture fits? got to check. Two years check the ago, boxes. Yeah. they took too many. Mm-hmm. they learned their lesson they got their hand burned on the stove with when it came to Jalil billingsley and Ajay hall those were not good takes and sark changed the program he goes you know what we can't just bring in guys that were former five stars anymore they have to fit our culture they have to otherwise they're not going to build this program up and kobe black is it's definitely
0: that i love it i'm curious to know too not to not to throw a curveball at you but if he's If he's if he does he have any of that Mamba mentality in him has he has he used that as a uh, Um, as a nickname potentially I I would I would love just yeah you know it's funny I tease him
1: I've teased him about it a little bit okay but I I yeah I don't know if he's got Mamba mentality yet okay you know Kobe Bryant one of my favorite athletes of all time you know second best basketball player I've ever (laughs) seen besides Michael Jordan but Kobe's mindset yes was. Also, Hall of Fame, also elite. As you know, I don't know how much Kobe takes from that. That actually makes me curious. I think I'm gonna have to ask him that tomorrow
0: to because now
1: that. I'm I'm starting to think because I, I know he was named after him, and so obviously you love that. But sure. th- that's actually a good question for me to ask him tomorrow because the, the mama mentality. Hey, listen, I'm teaching my seven year old more than just a nickname, right? Way more than just a nickname. The job's it's not job. done. Yes. Getting up earlier to work. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to enforce that with my son right now. So I'd be curious how Kobe views that. He's a we'll big
0: fan. To, we'll have to do that. All right, once again, y'all, let's, let's get back to uh, – let's pay the bills here. Once <clears> – <throat> yeah, this, this video brought to you once again by Andre, the lawyer, a longtime Inside Texas user. They never take more than their clients do. No win, no pay, no upfront costs. Principal office in Dallas, Texas, represented injured Longhorns, Throughout Texas, every client gets a personalized text number so that they can contact the team and get direct access to their lawyers all day and all night long. I think that's very important. The reachability is, is crucial there. Uh, they're big time friends of the, of the inside Texas team. And they're obviously big time friends of this of this show as the, as the sponsor of this channel here. DeAndre, the, the lawyer, 214-444-8808. That's once again, 214-444-8808. Car wrecks, 18-wheeler accidents, slips and falls, on the job, and or wrongful death, they will get you taken care of. Justin, any final thoughts here um, from, from Kobe Black before before we
1: – You know, I thought this would happen a lot sooner. I didn't think he was going to drag it out this long. I really didn't. If you, if you The way he was talking in August, I thought this thing was wrapped up, and that's kind of why I thought he already had his – you know, he already had his decision. But, listen – Kobe's going to be on campus in January. Oh, okay. Almost half of this cycle that's is important. going to be enrolling early. Yep. It, is the, it is a very popular trend in college football, and it is not changing because the the, the it's immeasurable how much of a heads-up you get, a, a good start you get getting on campus six months before, before it really starts to get real uh, in June. And so Kobe getting on campus early as an early enrollee, like I said, that's like half the class in the 2024 cycle. That's huge. That that gives him a spring to work himself into the rotation, similar to how right. Terrence Brooks did two years ago and similar to how Malik Muhammad did last spring. And so I, I think that's the kind of the trend line we're looking at. And for Kobe, you know, he understands – you know, I was at his last playoff game a couple weeks ago when they lost to Jasper. And, you know, there's tears and there's hugging your family and, you, and your buddies you're not yeah. going to see anymore. But Kobe knows there's another chapter now. Kobe's yeah. ready to turn the page. His book, you know, the script has been written, but the book is – we're still living out the book. And so he's hes turning the page to the next one. And I know he's eager. I know he's anxious. And college is going to come quick when he enrolls on
0: January 15th. Yep. And then I, I thought you made an interesting point, too. I wanted to ask you this question as well. One of your previous, previous shows and, and notes that I stumbled upon, you mentioned a lot of people when they get to – or they hear the news of a recruitment – or a commitment being pushed back, right? They instantly just fear the worst off the top. And it's like, oh my gosh, the sky's yeah. falling. What are we ever going to do? Like, yeah. he's, he's, you know, he's getting cold feet on us, right? But I, I think I think you can provide some insight into it, at least a, a specific reason for why this one in particular was pushed back by a week, if you wanted to dive into that. Just yeah, quickly. the only
1: specific reason is because Kobe wanted it that way. Okay. Listen, these kids are going to do it on their time. Right. And if they give one of us a date and they decide to change it, guess what? They can do that. Fans fans view this differently than players do. Fans sure. watch a Texas football game and, and, and they see Texas lose and they think, well, recruits aren't going to want to come. They were there. They saw a loss. No, recruits don't view it like fans view it. Right. Recruits view it from a, a, a different, a different, singular type of, of, of vision. And for Kobe, it was gonna be on his time. That's mm-hmm. why I think Texas was so big here. They didn't push. Some of these other schools were looking for a you know, looking for a decision earlier. Jimbo Fisher was known for being big, big push once you got in the office at AM. Hey, get it, yeah. get it done, get it quick. Well, Sark's not like that. And I think yeah. Sark being so patient with Kobe is. Probably the main reason they got him. You know, they didn't push him. They didn't pressure him. And this was going to go on Kobe's terms. You know, every cycle we have three or four kids that are just really mature. Last Mm -hmm. year, it was JV and Toviano out of Arlington Martin. He committed and signed with LSU, one of the best kids I've ever met in my life. I've known that kid for three years. And he is the same exact kid now than he was before he ever had an offer. He kept everything cool, and he did it on his timetable. It's and I, I respected him so much for that because sometimes kids have way too much fun with this. They get on social media, they go crazy. You never did it. Kobe's barely on social media. It, it, it's a, it, it, it's a, cool, it's a good fit. And so I think ultimately that's kind of the, that's what you're getting. You're getting a kid that that's, he's mature. He's ready. He's ready to turn that page in the next chapter of his life. He's going to be on campus in, in a few weeks and, uh, Texas is going to get that much closer to a top five, potentially top three, whatever what happens with Xavier Folsom, whatever happens there, Texas is looking at top three, top five for the third consecutive year.
0: Another big one's in the pipeline. Yeah, once again, a testament to Coach Steve Steve Sarkeesian and his staff coming over and then really just reestablishing that culture, man. This This has been a fun one, a fun topic, a fun player to cover and follow, and we're looking forward to seeing him get on campus early you know, just really kind of start to assert himself into this mix and uh, potentially get some some reps uh, ASAP, right? One yeah. last question for you. Is this, is this a potential where, since he is an early enrollee, can he participate in bowl practices? Is that a that's, thing? That's a great question. Um, you have to be
1: enrolled super early to be uh-huh. able to do in bowl practices. And I'll give you an example. Jordan Johnson Rebel. he already graduated from IMG two weeks ago. He's already back home in, in Fort Worth. He's okay. having an in-home visit with Steve Sarkeesian and, and Blake Gideon on Thursday. They're going to tell him if he's going to be able to participate in bowl practices. Now, generally, that is allowed. You don't necessarily get a lot of reps. And I, and I, I don't believe there's any expectation of actually playing. Right. But- yeah. You just getting into the, to the, to the, to the vibe of it. The so of the new
0: ball, seeing how things work and operate. Right, like,
1: you know, you understand this being, being a college athlete. Yeah. That's, yep. that's you, 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 the time management thing kind of getting into a routine. That's what you'll see. Jordan Johnson rebel wants to do that. Parker Livingstone, the wide receiver out of Luke Lucas Lovejoy, who's going to be an early enrollee. He's trying to get in a, a little bit early so he can be on a bowl practices. And, and to me, that's just kids getting in they just want to get here as quick as possible and jordan johnson rebel is one of the most mature kids i've ever in my life and so i don't think kobe's that in that position kobe's not because they're literally going to start practices on friday kobe's decision Mm -hmm. you know was today and so he's not going to be able to do that but for some that that can particularly get out of high school a couple weeks a little bit earlier like at an img
0: academy they can absolutely be in on both practices Makes sense. Well, I think that that just about covers it, man. This has been this has been fun. Justin, thank you again for, for your time in, in this video. This has been brought to you by InsideTexas.com, powered by InsideTexas.com. Another edition of Recruiting uh, from Inside Texas. Justin, for now, Kobe Black, the newest Texas Longhorn. Thank you, guys.